All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. This is Jeff here. Brad, how are you, sir? Couldn't be better, honestly. Good, man. I, uh, I'm excited for today's episode, another uh, another Power Rings episode. I think these are my my favorites of the week, personally. It's just they're, First off, they're quick. We get together. We talk a little of the best team. We talk about who's the best teams in the league, and uh, we kind of I think we do a pretty good job of backing it up every week of, uh, of giving reasons why. And I don't think we stray too far away from what the common denominator is, but yeah, with that being said, uh, are you ready? We'll get right into it. Yeah. Fire away, man. All right, man. Here we go. Fresh, fresh couple of teams this week. Uh, just like last week, I kind of threw out what I did the week before. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the idea of, not even looking at what I what I had last week until I'm done with this and just start fresh. Who's the best team in the league? Work my way down. Coming in at number ten, the L.A. Rams at five and two, uh, plus fifty two on the year is pretty incredible for being in the tenth spot here for me. Uh, they're three and zero at home. I mean that's huge. Uh, their only losses are to San Francisco and the Bills, and I feel like we kind of down them because of that. But uh, you know they they beat up on the AFC the NFC East sorry, and then they got a pretty nice nice win against the Bears last night. So I'm gonna throw them in there at ten. Coming in at number nine, uh, redebuting on my top ten for the first time since I believe week one, uh, the New Orleans Saints at four and two. Uh, you know this team doesn't do a lot of things exceptional, but they do everything pretty well. Uh, they're plus six on the year, which is probably the worst on this list yeah it is it's by far the worst on the list as far as point differential um but they're one of the few teams that have won three games in a row at this point in the season so uh the the saints move their way back into number nine coming in at number eight it is the lowest they've been on this list i believe all year maybe week one outside of week one this is the lowest they've been on the list all year the seattle seahawks coming in at five and one uh, plus 31 on the year, Russell Wilson has been uh, nothing short but great and incredible at 22 touchdowns and six picks. They lose their first game of the year, and that's why they're going to slide down as far as they are. But at the same token, I still like what this team can do offensively. I'm just not sold on them defensively. Uh, their leading sack guy for the year is a safety, and he's missed half their games. So it's, it's really tough to to really give this team um, any kind of top five vibes. But they're not going away. They are a good football team. And they were overtime away from still being undefeated. Coming in at number seven, though, is a team that beat them, the Arizona Cardinals. This is probably the highest on the list I've had them. Uh, they're 5-2, and two, uh, plus 57 on the year, which is really fantastic for a two-loss team. And the, the thing that nobody's really saying about them is they're actually leading the league in rushing. And they obviously just took over that from the Browns. Um, but they're also tied for the league lead in rushing touchdowns. So this team is very good running the football, both with Kyler Murray, uh, Kenyon Drake, uh, Chase Edmonds, whoever they're wanting to use running the football. They're great at it. And, you know, Kyler's been pretty solid throwing the ball. Obviously, his new target, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, trying to get Christian Kirk finally involved. Um, he's been a fantasy guy the last couple of weeks. 
And Larry Fitzgerald, who we kind of assumed would be in this offense, hasn't needed to be anything special at this point, which is probably a good thing. Save him for the playoffs. Save him for that clutch catch you're going to need on third down if your season's on the line in in January. Uh, Moving right along here at number six, uh, I'm not completely sold on this team. I think they have a lot of limitations, but it's the Green Bay Packers at five and one, uh, plus 38 on the year. If you had to find a single-digit loss that they've suffered, you'd have to go all the way back to Week Four of 2019. It just seems like when this team loses, they don't lose. Clo- they don't lose close. Um, but when they win, they win big, and they they decimated the Texans. Um, I think we all thought they would. This team's very good, especially with Devontae Adams. Uh, it just seems like, you know, if they ever face diversity, they'll, they're probably uh, in line to have a loss that game. But it is what it is. They're still a good football team. Coming in at number five. This team, I just, uh, they should be higher. They should be higher, but I believe there's four better teams. That's why they're at five. It's the Baltimore Ravens at five and one, plus 75 on the year. is tied for second in the league. They've allowed the fewest points in the entire NFL. Uh, but the thing that, that holds me back on this team, and it's going to continue to hold them back, they have the worst, and I, I'm gonna, I mean this when I say this, they have the worst passing attack in the whole league. They have less passing yards than New England who's been abysmal passing the football. The Jets, who's been abysmal at everything this year. The Giants, who haven't been able to pass the football. And the Broncos, who lost Drew Luck for a couple of games. This this team is so good, but yet they can't pass the football. That's weird to me. That's going to hold them at five. Coming in at number four, the Tennessee Titans. Uh, they suffered their first loss of the year. This is still a damn good football team. I'll argue with anybody about it. Uh, they're plus 35. 14 and five in their last 19 games, including playoff games. Um, they suffered their first loss of the year to a very good Steeler team. We'll, we'll get to in a minute. Coming in at number three, this is the highest this team's been all year, and I don't think that they're going to fall past the top five at this point. They're just they're just too good. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming in at five and two, uh, plus 80, which is the best in the NFL, and they have two losses. What's that tell you? They're not playing close games. They are beating teams down. Tom Brady, 18 touchdowns, four picks. Ronald Jones Jr., 500 rushing yards. It's good for fourth in the league. They do everything well. They stop the run very well. Uh, they, they're, they're passing it, and by God, they add what me and you consider to be a, a top two receiver in this league, Antonio Brown, this week. Coming in at number two, I had a hard time putting this team at two. I, I personally think... This is a coin flip for me, but I got the Kansas City Chiefs coming at number two at six and one, uh, plus seventy-five. They're tied for second in the league with the Ravens at plus seventy-five. Uh, this past week, they proved that they can beat you any way they want. Offense, defense, special teams all scored a touchdown in the same game. This team is so talented offensively. They're good, not great defensively, but good, good enough to make stops. They're, they're quick, they're fast, they do everything well. They add Le'Veon Bell. It doesn't even seem like they need him at this point, but they still have him in their arsenal. Uh, it was very hard for me to leave this team out of number one, but the team that's number one, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're, they're the only team that's left undefeated in this league. They're 6-0, plus 65. They're the lone unbeaten team, okay? Uh, and they've only given up, this is a wild stat, they've given up one 20-yard rush all year. It was a 75-yard touchdown. This team does not allow you to run. 
and they barely allow you to pass because the pass rush is so good. Obviously, you know this. You watched every game. This team is uh, its the most dominant up-front team I've seen since probably the Broncos that uh, was on the Peyton Manning Super Bowl team and also the Giants team uh, that beat Brady twice. Uh, this, this pass rush rivals those teams, and those teams won Super Bowls. That is my expectations for the Steelers. There's really only one team potentially two in the AFC that I think give them the most challenge. And that's teams that can throw the football because you, you have to be able to stick with the run. It's, it's hard. It is to run against the Steelers. You have to be able to stick with it. And you also have to be able to pass with it. There's only two teams in my opinion that can do both. It's Tennessee. It's Kansas city. Um, until they play Kansas city, I guess we won't know who's better, but the, the game against the, the Titans could have went either way. I mean, the Titans had the chance to, to tie it. Rothers, but here's my thing. Roethlisberger played, questionably one of the worst games that we've seen him play all year and they still won the game and frankly they dominated for the first half so uh, i'm confident with my list a couple of teams that i left out this week you know that are uh they're on the outside peeking in the bills um first off i I had to take them out after that performance against the jets Uh, i said this on the on the real talk live show this was a game that you need to decimate the jets and they couldn't decimate the worst team in the freaking league um for that i leave them out this week uh the miami dolphins who are who are rising uh i'm waiting to see what they do with tua before i i make any plus or minuses on them the bears you know they they were the number one seed in the nfc last night going into that game and they lose to a rams team that i personally thought they were better than i was wrong i think maybe you'll get to that later uh the browns uh they're on the outside looking in you know they're five and two um, probably deserve to be in the top 10, but frankly, they beat good teams, not elite teams. Uh, for that, I leave them with the rest of the good teams on the outside looking in, uh, the 49ers. I think we, I think we kind of slept on the 40. We were high on them and then we kind of let them go. Uh, I'd like to revisit them as long as they keep winning and keep showing that they can beat good teams. Um, they decimated my number 10 LA Rams that I have on this list. So tough to say. And on my radar, uh, a team that uh, they're, they're not there yet, but they're winning. They've won two straight, I believe. Uh, the Lions, they're 3-1 and one on the road, too, which is uh, really strange. They haven't won at home yet. So this team, I don't know. I like them to keep climbing. I think they have uh, enough on the offense right now. And with Swift and what they're doing, they're at least on my radar. That wraps up my, uh, my rankings today. Yeah, um, I agree with a lot on your list. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with, uh, there's two AFC teams and two NFC teams that I left off my top 10. Yeah. I'm going to start there and I'll get into that reason why, um, the Browns, um, I think the Browns are a really good football team. Yeah. Uh, the list of teams with more wins than the Browns is Steelers chiefs. It ends there. Um, their inability to play football, I guess, against the, the Ravens or Steelers is the only reason they're off the list, but this is a team that is bound for for 10 wins at the minimum, and they're going to be in the playoffs. Um, the Bills, they lose two to good two good teams, and then they couldn't even score a touchdown against the Jets. The Jets had the only touchdown. Uh, jury's still out on the Bills, and I wonder if maybe teams have figured out Josh Allen. Um, we'll see going forward, but I had to leave those two off. And on the NFC side, um, there's a ton of really, really good NFC teams. They're very top and bottom heavy in the NFC. Um, I did leave out the Saints, although 
what they're doing without Michael Thomas, how productive Alvin Kamara has been. The defense has done enough. Like you said, they've won three in a row. It was hard to leave the Saints off this list. And shockingly enough, I left the Bears off the list. Um, I can't unsee what happened to their offensive line yesterday. I believe we'll go over that uh, later in the week on our podcast, Revisiting the Game. But it was almost comedy watching their offensive line try and figure out what to do. And, um, yeah, the Bears, they, they got to figure out that problem. They need they need one more piece on offense before they're, they're serious. And I know a lot of weekly listeners, I did have them as my Super Bowl pick. I said I, I'll give myself one chance at Week 12 to switch. If they can't figure that out, that will obviously be switched. But a lot, lot to be seen with the Bears. And uh, I'm kind of going to speed through my list. Um, number 10, the, the San Francisco 49ers. They have to make the list at this point. It's it's absolutely wrong that they're fourth in their division. They have the seventh best point differential in the NFL at four and three. They're getting better. They're getting better and better. They were at, without Kittle. They lost Bosa. You know, their best offensive and best defensive piece, in my opinion. Sherman went on IR. They really had to try and figure things out. Um, and then, you know, they're starting to figure it out. This is a top five defense statistically. Um when when Garoppolo doesn't have to do everything, he's more than capable of winning football games. Doesn't matter what name is on the back of the jersey, they have running backs that work. Kyle Shanahan's an offensive genius. And the 49ers, they just happen to play in the best division in football, and I'm not going to hold that against them. They're number 10 on the list. Number nine, the Rams re-enter the list. Um, five and two. Again, plus 57 in point differential. What Sean McVay is able to do with the offense, the way they move laterally so much is so different than what anyone else is really doing. I think the Steelers are the closest team to them in terms of wide receiver reverses and lateral movement on the field. Um, and again, you can cover up a lot of holes on the defense when you have Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. What they were able to do to the, the Bears offense, the Bears offense isn't prolific, but to just three points. I mean, 10 was luck. Their defense got a late touchdown in the fourth quarter. They suffocated them, and it was embarrassing. Jeff and I, to keep this honest and reactions correct, we don't talk about this before the show. Jeff went super into detail, gave you guys a lot about each team. I don't want to be redundant, but I do believe 8 through 1, we have the same on our list for the first time this year. Seahawks, Cardinals, Packers, Ravens, Titans, Bucks, Chiefs, Steelers. We have the same list from 8 to 1. I believe you can maybe change a few things here. Seattle, it caught up with them. Uh, I've heard the analogy, let Russ cook. Well, they're trying to let him run the restaurant. You know, it's okay to ask for it a couple times, but he has to be spectacular. His first game where he looked human, they got beat. Even if it was close, they got beat. Cardinals, I've been high on them all year. They're very complete. They lead the league in rushing, and they have the league's leading receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler Murray just seems to get more and more comfortable each week. This team does enough in pass rush in their secondary. They still have Patrick Peterson and Buda Baker. If it wasn't for some amazing catches by Tyler Lockett, the Cardinals should have beat them pretty well. But I'm not going to take that away from the Seahawks. Cardinals win a really good game. They're 5-2. 10-7 is the NFC West. Packers. They win big or lose big, but 
over the last two years, they've won big a hell of a lot more than they've they've lost. So Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, what they did to the Texans without um, Aaron Jones was really impressive. Devontae Adams, maybe you want to double that guy, ten, or Houston, we'll see. But Packers back up to six. They climb a little bit. Ravens at five. Again, their lack of passing, the top four teams are just too complete to have them in there. They're the best team that has one glaring weakness. Um, we'll see what they do against the Steelers here next week, but the Ravens need to figure out a way to be threatening with their downfield passing before you can put them back in the top four. Titans played a nail-biter with the Steelers. Steelers beat the heck out of them for one half. They beat the heck out of the Steelers for one half. The Steelers just won their half by three more points. Really good game by two teams you would suspect are going to be playing late into January. Buccaneers, I don't even know if you can make an argument that there's a better team in the NFC right now than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They're complete everywhere. Any turnover is capitalized immediately by their offense. Tom Brady has this offense playing better and better and better each week. And again, they add Antonio Brown. It's frightening, but from a neutral perspective, it's really exciting to see where this offense is going to go. Chiefs, first team this year to score offense, defense, and special teams in the same game. It was a decimation of the Denver Broncos. The game was never really close. Um, and, and the Chiefs, you know, they have one slip up to the Raiders. And since then, they've been incredibly efficient. And, um, I mean, everyone has the Chiefs top three defending Super Bowl champions. And then number one, the Pittsburgh Steelers. They seem to me to be the the most filled out roster. No real holes anywhere. Um, Big Ben had a sloppy second quarter, but if we were to say that Big Ben would have three interceptions and we'd lose the turnover battle by two, then we would still win the game. That's pretty shocking that we can. The Steelers have shown that they can win offensively, defensively, win big, win ugly. Um, I'd also like to say I alluded to in the live shows. I said not that they would take it easy or overlook the Titans, but the Steelers have a tendency to play really bad the week before the Ravens. I believe they were blowing out the Titans so badly that in halftime they started looking at the Ravens the following week. I believe that I, that's not an excuse but I do believe that's why they were so sloppy in the second half. I think they were looking forward to the Ravens matchup this weekend. Hopefully they can win that. But that's my list. And uh, as crazy as it is, we only had one team different. The Rams were one spot off. Our eighth through one is the same. And I don't know if a lot of people could have any complaints with this list. Uh, I have four AFC teams and six NFC teams. I guess on the outside looking in, you could add the Colts or maybe a Dolphins team. We'll see what Tua can do with them. Um, I believe the Chargers are too far behind, although I like what Herbert's doing. The Raiders, I mean, they got a tough schedule. I mean, short term, but they've got a lot of winnable games. It, it'll be interesting to see how the playoff picture unfolds. But um, I've never seen the Steelers be the last undefeated team remaining. That's kind of cool for me. I've never seen that. Um, but I would like to put it out to people who uh, are waiting for the Steelers to slip up or, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, Big Ben might hold them back or this or that. If the Steelers beat the Ravens this week, their next three are Cowboys, Bengals, Jaguars. So whether they win or lose, they'll probably be 
nine and one or ten and zero based off what we've seen out of the Jaguars, Bengals, and Cowboys. So the Steelers are fighting for that number one seed. So are the Ravens, and it's crazy to think, you know, the bank the, the Browns are only five and two, and they're two and two in division. So they still kind of hold their own destiny. It's a crazy division, but um, I believe the teams. I say this every week. It's beginning to separate more and more, and we can almost already see our playoff picture start to come into effect. But I'd love to hear your guys' feedback or maybe your own list or where, where you think um, we differ. But I find it hard to believe we'd have any any team one to two spots away from where you guys would have them. Yeah, I mean, I I was kind of interested to see who you would shake up differently from my list obviously like you you alluded to we don't we don't talk about this ahead of time to keep it uh to keep it credible you know we don't want to influence each other and what our our top 10 is and the fact that we were one through seven the same right eight one through eight i mean i would i would be uh i would be shocked to hear anybody counter our list and say you're just off here you know you you could maybe potentially switch a couple of these um, but personally, I mean, we're seven weeks complete. We're going into week eight and, uh, we've seen a lot of football at this point. I mean, next week will be just shy of the halfway point of the season. Um, so we're almost at the halfway point. We've seen all these teams win big and lose big and, and except for the Steelers lose. But I mean, it, it's pretty, uh, I want to say it's glaring, but we know who's good at this point. And there's some teams that are just on that outside looking in, you know, um, the, the Cardinals at, at five and two could very easily find themselves at the 10th spot next week. Very easy. It's just, especially that entire division, as you noted for you, it's seven through 10. Uh, and that's deserving. You know, I think the, one of the reasons I, I did leave the Niners out was because though I think they could probably beat the Rams because those teams are very similar in how they match up and, and what the, what the Niners do kind of is against what the Rams like to do. Uh, I think the Rams are a better football team personally. And that's kind of why I threw them in at 10, even though the Niners beat them. Uh, it's not always about who you be. I mean, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have two losses, but uh, I would feel very good betting today that they would beat the Ravens and spoiler. I mean, we'll go over this on Sunday morning. I don't think there's any way in hell the Baltimore Ravens can beat the Steelers. Uh, I just watched the Tennessee Titans, who I believed, and I still believe, is one of the most complete football teams, definitely offensively, in this league. There's there's very few that do what they do um, at such a high level. I mean, there's I mean, the teams that pass and run at a high level in this league, you ready for it? The Steelers, the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Titans—literally, the teams in the top six or seven of this league. Yeah, I, I I don't know all the statistics, but I know one of the games that the Ravens beat us last year. Obviously, the whole Mason Rudolph quarterback, Lamar had three interceptions, and we weren't able to win the game. I mean, there was a game where we also had the ball in overtime, prepared to win the game, and costly fumble late. Um, the Ravens, everyone knows how they win, defense and running. They don't even want to pass it. But sometimes they're so good at what they do that you know what you have to do to win. You just can't do it. Um, switching 
a little bit years back over to the 49ers. You know, I also wanted to put them in the top 10 because, one, I feel they deserve it. But, two, this – I mean, this is real make or break. I, I don't know if there's any 49ers fans listening, but here, here's your schedule the next six weeks. You guys are at the Seattle Seahawks. Then you're home against the Packers. Then you're at the Saints. Then you have a bye. Then you're at the Rams. Then home against the Bills. Your next five have all been all over our top ten in terms of teams. And what is it? Two of those are divisional games. And, um, I mean, we're going to find out if the 49ers are for real and if Garoppolo can do it. But I believe these young wide receivers for the 49ers are starting to come alive, especially Brandon Ayuk in particular out of Arizona State. But I just didn't want to hold it against them. I mean, their division's tough. Their division's tough, and they're going to be beating the heck out of each other. And I, I don't want to give them, you know, whether it be losses or wins inside their division, I believe they beat the Cardinals and lost to the to the Rams. So I, they've just been really injured, but they're starting to overcome it. And it's the only division that has all their teams with a, with a positive point differential, the yeah. lowest being 31, and it's the Seahawks. So, I mean, this division's tough, but back to the Ravens. Yeah, I, I would love to see the Ravens lose this Sunday, but inner division, it's so tough to call. So we'll get more into that, like you said, in the live show Sunday, though. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, and, and be on the lookout uh, this week, uh, whether it be tomorrow or Thursday. We usually get it out one of those two days for our game-by-game breakdowns. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to go in on a few different teams uh, New England being one of them and how I think that they're probably going to be sellers at the deadline. And this might be the time to blow the team up. I mean, there's, there's a lot of issues there we'll go into. Uh, we will talk probably, obviously we're going to break down the entire Pittsburgh Steeler and Tennessee Titans game. I have things to say. I'm sure you have things to say. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about how Tom Brady became the all time leading passer in touchdowns on Sunday and what to expect from them adding Antonio Brown. And uh, yeah, there's and we'll talk about a very, very, very exciting Steelers, not Steelers, Seahawks and Cardinals game on yeah. Sunday night. Um, just on the the bottom side of the perspective, some teams we don't talk about. Um, you know, the Giants lose a close one to the Eagles on Thursday night. Um, Washington beats the Cowboys. Although the Cowboys have allowed the most points, the Seahawks have allowed the most yards. So that's how bad the Seahawks defense is. Um, the Jets are going 0-16. I'd like to read you guys their schedule <laughs> relatively slowly. You tell me where they win. Chiefs, Patriots, Chargers, Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Browns, Patriots. They don't win any of those games, guys. I don't know if there's any bets or any speculation or if you guys think you'll see it, but if you guys were not witnesses to the the Lions – or the Browns 0-16 seasons, feel free to watch some Jets games so you can say you saw one of the worst teams of all time in the NFL. Yeah. And this is, this is, pains me to say, but the, the only games they have a chance are the, the Patriot ones. But frankly, I think that New England secondary is still good enough to, to win them that game. It's not good enough to win many others, you but know, they'll at I, least win that game. We'll see if Bill Belichick's given up. 
but if quarterbacks are the issue and Cam's not working out and they don't like Stidham, Jacoby Brissett's still sitting behind Philip Rivers. This I don't think that we'll we'll get more into this tomorrow because this is a long conversation. But this has nothing to do with quarterback play. I'll get oh. I'll get more into that. But this has nothing to do with quarterback play, and I I stand by that. Um, does, does it suck to watch Tom Brady balling out and becoming the all-time leading passer in the league? Yeah, it does. But um, Cam's not the problem, and we'll we'll talk more tomorrow. So all right, or mm-hmm. you know this week. So yeah, yeah. yeah. With that being said. You guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, again, I love doing these Power Rankings episodes. I know Brad digs them too. So, yeah, uh, we'll be uh, we'll be available on YouTube. Uh, check us on YouTube. If you guys haven't checked out the YouTube page, go over there, hit subscribe. Um, hopefully, you guys are liking you know the visuals of us uh, talking some sports. Uh, also available, like you know, on Spotify and Anchor and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Uh, and again, if, if you don't listen to the podcast and you just, you know, you're just active on the uh, Facebook page, we dig that too. Uh, we'll be dropping polls here and there and uh, engaging in uh, interaction. Uh, I do want to put out a little, little disclaimer here that the Facebook post is made for sports only. I mean, uh, obviously we're going into a, an election week and uh, everybody has their, their opinions and uh, frankly, we just, don't care about them. We want to, we want to talk sports and that's what that page is for. Uh, yeah. So with that, that being said, I mean, as friendly as we can keep it. Sports. Yeah. If you guys have noticed, we, we've snuffed out some things that got to the page that we didn't want. So uh, your posts do have to be approved by us. Half the time we just hit approve right away. We, yeah. we know it's not crazy, but, but that's what that subtle change is for. Um, you know, we, we didn't know it would grow as much as it has, you know, we're over a hundred people on the Facebook page now and, we, we, we want you guys to invite your friends and things like that. And maybe if it's someone that we don't know, if you invite somebody to the page or tell somebody about it, you know, try and tell us like, hey, my buddy's trying to join so we know, you know, stuff like yeah. that. But we pretty much accept anybody and we, we love all the interactive stuff going on the Facebook page. And we'll see you guys in the live show. We got another pod later this week about the NFL. So it's exciting stuff. World Series tonight. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if the Dodgers can take it home. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys, it's been real. Thank you again. And uh, instead of go Patriots, go blue. (laughs) Go Steelers.